3, 2, 1, clap. Yeah. What? We did that perfectly. No. <laughs> we did that perfectly. I don't know you what, go, dear. 3, 2, 1. Clap. That's not rhythmic. That's not rhythmic. But we clapped at the same clap time. We clapped at the same time. I'll do the, I'll do the countdown the next time. <laughs> Listen. I think that's the only way to do it. Anyway, that's that bodes well for the for the next uh, forty five minutes hour <laughs> or so. <laughs> Uh, well, th- thank you for joining us. I am Shorter Than Bar, and I'm with uh, Laura Cress and Thomas Beck. So how are you guys doing, apart from complaining about my clapping? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> oh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, we are on the clock today because uh, <laughs> L- Laura wants to see her team coming home. They're coming uh, home. Hey. Well, just maybe scoring one goal might be nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just not they're not leaving that's no. the whole point they're well, not yes. going anywhere after, after today <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, we'll I, unlike my team oh Ooh. Ooh. well well wait till i tell you about my team ireland yes, yes. <laughs> we uh i mean we're not you the, there you, you don't even get the participation <laughs> oh, yeah bless. no no we uh, my team scored uh, eight goals so far. Woo! Which is Netherlands, by the way, for anyone yeah, who doesn't know. Say. And Laura's team oh, is well, England, who England, has yeah. scored one goal. They still haven't lost and still haven't conceded a goal, but that yeah. is that is apparently a disaster for some people over there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> shall we move on? Um, I think we should move yeah, on. We should talk, games, talk yes. about adventure I like, games. I like how each episode just, we seem to have a little tangent. Like last time it was Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> football. football. <laughs> I just wanted to say that oh, uh, we should Uh-oh. we play England? Mm. Ooh. Cool. We win. Oh, well, yeah, I would agree uh, at the moment, yeah. But we're not going to play England because England is not going to get out of the group, probably. So. Oh, well, we oh, have no, wait, qualified. They, they have qualified. Oh, thank you. Fine, we've qualified. I'd just like to say, Thomas was not this um, praise, praising of Netherlands. Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> what did you say, Thomas, exactly. after the last game against North Macedonia? If you play Italy or Germany or France, if you lose 6-0... Yeah, that's, but that's Italy or Germany yeah. or France yeah, yeah. or Belgium. England or, is shite. <laughs> so far, let's just yeah. see. Well, you we, might, we you might be I easing mean, your words after this match, Thomas. I hope so. I, I'm, I'm just hoping for a fantastic match because yeah. Denmark-Russia <laughs> last night was awesome. Yeah, it was very good. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, football. welcome to anyway. this Euro 2020, well, in 2021 <laughs> football podcast. I know people, that's what they want to listen to the Adventure Games podcast for, yeah. about football. Hey, anyway, we, we have... also have other interests and yes. none of them include Stop it, Thomas. We're trying so, to move on. Laura uh, is going to write a Eurovision adventure game. <laughs> I'm probably going to write a Euro yeah. championship football what adventure are you gonna game. What going to uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe make a dating <laughs> game or hiking. That's what I'm back again doing. Hiking hiking and dating at the same time. Sure, she likes That's to a... hike, and, hike and date. Yes. And try try not to fall off a cliff or crash a car. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it doesn't look like Laura you're going to watch a match tonight. We are recording on Tuesday before. It's all right. <laughs> match. My phone, um, but anyway, there is uh, we have a lot of news to discuss about uh, adventure games, and then we'll be reviewing adventure games, and uh, then we'll have an announcement about this podcast as well um, yes. towards the end of this episode. So uh, stick around for that. Uh, first of all, we can uh, mention. So first of all, we'll start with the news, yeah. and we can we can get to shall we say disappointing but not unexpected news out of the way, and that is that the organisers of Adventure X have officially announced on their Twitter uh, channel that Adventure X has been cancelled this year again for the second year in a row mm-hmm. uh, because COVID just will not go away. Like, you know, a, a, a guest at a party that's annoying, although this is more serious, I gather. But it's, it's yeah, so Adventure X organizers have said that they're not able to go ahead with Adventure yeah. X. One good thing is they have, I think the Adventure X, the game jam that they did last year will still go ahead. And that's is that where they going get- ahead? I I think they're hoping that that can happen because that doesn't need, you know, infrastructure. That doesn't need people to meet and mm. them to create this whole event. So it went it went ahead last year, and I'm pretty sure it will go ahead again this year. So that is something that's good. But obviously, I'm not really surprised about the Adventure X yeah. thing. It's a shame. I would have loved it to have gone ahead, but 
I think they made the I right choice. The, yeah, I think it's the right decision. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we so were kind of expecting it. Yeah. Uh, which will only make next year's event even better. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. And, 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 and hopefully they can do it the game jam anyways. And yeah. uh, if I remember correctly, because I, I uh, watched you play a lot of those demos. Uh, Laura, yeah, they, they were, were good. Very high quality. So. Mm. Yeah, definitely. At least we have that, that to look forward to. Yeah, so hopefully in 2022, Adventure X will be back. But um, yeah, as as you guys mentioned, I think it's the right decision uh, mm-hmm. because to get a crowd of people indoors uh, this year looks difficult. I know it's in November, but I guess they have to prepare from now. Uh, and it's not, yeah, we don't much. know if it will go ahead. So um, yeah, now speaking of uh, game conferences, one game <laughs> conference that did go ahead, albeit uh, virtually, is the E3 Games Conference. Which is, I mean, at least it was before the biggest games conference. I don't know if it's been overtaken by Gamescom and GDC, but I it's don't still think pretty it's big. been overtaken by Gamescom, but there are some big ones in Asia now, but it's still like, I think yeah, it's, it's still massive. arguably it's still one of the big. most influential ones. Definitely. Yeah. Um, there have been some really interesting adventure and, um, narrative games announced and trailers released. Yep. And the pro- probably the adventure game that I'm looking forward to most that was announced and shown at E3 is Life is Strange Through Colors, uh, which is the third game of Life is Strange series. And we had a trailer with where the director of the game, where he spoke about the gameplay. So you play as an empath, so uh, who can f- feel what other people feel. So, you know, when people say that um, if I could uh, take away your pain, well, now you can actually do that in this game. If somebody's feeling pain, you can take that away from them, but then there'll be consequences. Uh, what they yeah. are, we don't know. And things like that. It's so not you really can... how, how it actually works in real life. But, uh... <laughs> no, yes. but this is a special power <laughs> sure, from sure. this, uh, from this character. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention that. It's a game, Thomas. It's a video game <laughs> where the character has a special oh, power. All video games are real life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Don't know what games you've been playing, but okay, all right. Uh, it you is. <laughs> I mean, That's we we really. are going through a divorce, which uh, <laughs> yes, it takes two. Yes, probably takes two. We have to play again. But yeah, that is Next Life is Strange: True Colors, which looks amazing. It looks really good. I still have to play the second game, but I'm looking forward to this game, which will be out on the 10th of September. Can um, I mention one that I'm in, I'm excited? Yes, I was going to ask you that. Uh, any games that you um, guys? I'm really to. excited about you. You might remember me. I, re- I re- you might remember me. You might remember that I. <laughs> I remember <reviewed>. you. <laughs> hello, Laura. You might remember. Hello, it's me. That I reviewed a far lone sails, which was like yes. you guiding this little ship across this barren landscape, which is really beautifully made. Um, there's a sequel coming out. It's called Far Changing Tides. Um, uh, so I'm really excited about that because that was um, far lone sails came out in 2018. It was kind of a little surprise hit. Um, so be really excited to see what they do with Far Changing Tides. I had a look at the trailer and it, it seems to be some of it set underwater as well. Mm. Um, you still got this boat kind of vehicle car thing that you're traveling across the world. So it's still similar, but yeah, really excited to see what they're going to do with that. And hopefully that they change it enough that it's still, you know, fun to play, but nothing, you know, they didn't change it too much. Because they they had the formula right that time, so yeah, yeah fingers crossed I, for that. I need to play the first game. Um, you should, yeah, it's yeah. very good. Uh, did you see any games, Thomas? Or <laughs> no? Okay, <laughs> no, no games that Thomas is looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, this probably no, got them all uh, already on his wish list. To be you fair. probably do. You probably do have your because I know Thomas, you've been playing a lot of <laughs> of, of games lately as well. There's another game that yeah, I'm I'm still literally neck deep into Subnautica and that game <laughs> is just so big for me that uh, uh, besides playing Adventure Games, I'm still trying to get through that one. That's fair uh, which That's you, fair I'm not complaining it. about. The only thing I'm complaining about is that the Switch version has a lot of crashes, so I have yeah, to, so re- to replay. Mm. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, it's, it sucks, uh, but uh, I've, I have also with the, with the Euros going on and with, uh, with yeah. work being uh, uh, quite heavy at the moment, um, been There's... taking a bit of an absence uh, take, uh, uh, from my PC. That's fair. Uh, there's there's a lot a... going on. There's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the Euros are a distraction, <laughs> as we've oh. mentioned. Um, but another game that uh, looks that interested me was the Ace Attorney Chronicles, uh, which is set, I believe, in the Phoenix Wright universe. Has anybody ever played oh. these games? On the Nintendo? I played Phoenix Wright, yeah, on the yes. Yeah. This yeah, is from the them. same developers. Objection! Yes! Did, did you shout that on the Nintendo DS? 
Yes, you could do, couldn't you? You could shoot, shout into the microphone. I did when I was uh, on my own. I did not do yeah, that oh, when same. I was playing on yeah. the bus or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like on, the, on a plane or something. Like, objection! They'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but that looks uh, looked really good. Uh, also some narrative games. The Outer Worlds 2 was announced. Uh, I don't know if any of yeah. us have... I, I haven't played Outer Worlds 1, but that was the no. Adventure Gamer's Adventure Game of the Year. Um, that's a really popular game. And um, A Plague Tale Requiance, I believe it's called, uh, is a sequel to A Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, I played that game, which was uh, I found it to be difficult at the end, uh, but it was really good because what we all need is a game set during the plague. But it's, <laughs> but it's, it's really, the first game was really, really good. Uh, a lot of people really enjoyed it. The narrative is really, really good. So uh, here's hoping that the second game will be just as good. And, um, so plenty of adventure games announced, so we'll be covering as many as we can in the coming uh, months and, well, years, hopefully. <laughs> um, and uh, also other news or possible news, more rumors, not even really confirmed yet, but uh, two Disney executives were interviewed by IGN uh, because it was also announced that uh, Captain Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones will take part in the Sea of Thieves game, that there will be a new narrative for those characters, which are owned by Disney. So mm. these two executives spoke about that, how they allowed Rare not just to use a character, so not just like skins or characters, but there was a whole narrative. And they said that's what they're interested in, to do narratives for their games. And they also said that they're open to working on indie games and with indie developers, not just AAA games and AAA developers, that they said sometimes it might be better to work on indie games. And so they were asked specifically about Monkey Island because the IGN interviewer said he was a big fan of Monkey Island. Now, the two executives in this article didn't really give a different answer. They didn't say yes, but they didn't say no either. Uh, the one executive said he's also a big fan of Monkey Island. So basically they said... We shall see. <laughs> Which, right. So there's not no, really. They're, they're, si they're basically saying we want creative ideas. Yeah. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm actually very glad that he said that. But even though I, I, I would definitely cheer on, on, uh, cheer on a, a new Monkey Island or a new Sam and Max or whatever new from, from Lucas Arts. I want actual new. Uh, yeah, I stuff. would agree. Yes. But. It is well. It is very cool that there is a possibility that they now that they brought Pirates of the Caribbean into Sea of Thieves to maybe see Monkey Island in the Sea of Thieves. Now that is something I, I'm that, like, yeah, okay, that is that is cool. I that think is, that uh, that was uh, that's mentioned. What the, yeah, yeah, that's what the interview was kind of suggesting. Like, well, how about this yeah. other property that you happen to have and have done nothing <laughs> with for years? <laughs> um, yeah, that these characters yeah. could appear in some of these games, like Sea of Thieves. So it mightn't be a whole new game. Uh, like Monkey on Summer Max, but these characters maybe might appear. I mean, again, it's just speculation. There is nothing definite. No. Um, and oh, we've I, been I here before, to, uh, but I, I might have to get a job at Lucas Arts then. <laughs> uh, Kickstart some point and click shop stuff. Yes, Thomas Beck's the influencer. <laughs> uh, but we will include a link to that article for anybody. So I just thought it was worth mentioning since Monkey Island was mentioned specifically. Uh, so who knows? It's, it's possible. Uh, speaking of games that have been announced, new games, um, the new game from Sam Barlow, the developer of Her Story and uh, is it Telling Lies? Yes, that, Telling that Lies. you played, Laura. You reviewed the first game you reviewed I on did. this podcast. Oh, um, so he's announced this immortality. Yeah, uh, interesting one. This, mm. I mean, the idea is it's about a film star who made three movies and then none of the movies were ever released and she disappeared. So I'm guessing. I'm guessing maybe you might have to go through, scrub through these three films, maybe a bit like, you know, you know, we've had CCTV footage, we've had police camera footage in her story, and we've had um, sort of phone videos in telling lies that you have to go through. Maybe we've got to go through three whole films. Mm. I don't know, but it's interesting anyway. That's basically all we've got that it's, it's oh. based around this disappearing film actress. What what uh, the premise is intriguing already, but if you see if you look at who's writing this, yes, film, I was about to mention that uh, Alan Scott, who worked on Queen's Gambit, Amelia Gray, yes. who worked on Mister Robot, and Barry Gifford, who worked on Lost Highway and Wild at Heart. So I think that gives us somewhat of an idea of what we can expect, especially if we go all Lynchian. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's look that's looking very interesting. 
It certainly is. I'm wondering if it's because there's there's three films. One's in uh, set in 1968, one in 1970, and one in 1999. So that kind of makes sense with the writers as well. And I wonder if it's like almost sort of delving into three different film genres and three different mm. film periods. Very excited. Yeah, I haven't played Telling Lies. I did play her story. Now, I did say that her story, I think it was a really nice original concept, but I think it did become a bit repetitive. I know a lot of people really love the game. Um, and Telling Lies, I haven't played yet, but this looks interesting. This sounds interesting. And Sam Barlow seems to always want to, you know, push the envelope, try something new. Uh, and so this, uh, it will be released, they said, in 2022. Yeah. Uh, sometime. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, at some point. <laughs> at some point in 2022. So that's Immortality. And next, uh, we have Pendulo Studios' new game. They, of course, made the Runaway series, the Yesterday series, and they made Black Sad, the most recent game. They've announced, title's a bit funny, it's called Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo. I believe it should be Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Now, it's not the same story as the movie you play. It's a different character called Ed Miller, who comes out unscathed from a car crash in California. Now, nobody else was found in the car wreckage, but he says that he was with his wife and daughter. So he starts therapy to try and uh, recall what happened on that tragic day. So uh, developers have said this is an original story about obsession, manipulation, and madness. So kind of every day for me. but <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> And it's important. And I think that's why it's not called Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo because it's inspired by the masterpiece, but I feel like they don't have the rights, possibly, and that's why they've had to make that distinction. Can you get away with it if you say inspired by? <laughs> I think you can. I think you can, maybe. But, I mean, they have I, gone I very bold it. by doing Alfred Hitchcock or Vertigo. Yeah, I mean, Alfred like, Hitchcock is there first. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he's in a character in the game. You don't know that. That would be I, interesting. I actually played, uh, uh, I don't recall the name, I need to look that up, but I played a point-and-click adventure game back in the early noughts that was completely inspired by old movies by Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, I did as well. Oh. It was awful. It was... Oh, I don't I don't recall it being awful. I oh, I do. I, I mean... <laughs> if it was the same one. I don't know if it was the same one. Yeah, I think it was if there was a car crash, there's a guy in a car, there's a car crash, and he, there's, and he goes to a big mansion. That's the one that I remember. And there were clips from The Birds, I think, and from different movies. Now, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan. I've seen, I think, all these movies. But that game, unfortunately, was awful. <laughs> I hope the developers aren't listening. But it really, like, it just felt like they got all, you know, clips of his movies and then put them in a game and try to have some sort of story, but it just didn't work at all. So I would call something else, but uh, I mean, it's possible there's a different game that I don't know about. Yeah. It's it's very possible, but now Pendulum Studios have a good track record. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying true, uh, so. True. This uh, it it looks good, and I'm definitely here for. It. I'm definitely very intrigued to see what they come up with. Um, it'll also be published by Microids, which who also have a good yep. track record. So, um, and this they say is coming soon. And um, finally, there's a new Kickstarter out for a game called The Whispering Valley, which at the time recorded 25 days ago. So by the time this episode goes out, probably still about three weeks ago. And it is a first-person kind of narrative-driven game with puzzles. And it is based on, or it's not based on, it's inspi inspired by, <laughs> inspired by Scratches and the Dark Eye. And it's a point-and-click game. So it's set in the province of Quebec in 1896. And it's kind of like a creepy, horrorish game. And so you have to explore an abandoned village and you need characters and solve puzzles. And the developer has said that there will be no mist-like puzzles. Uh, the puzzles will be realistic, but they will be challenging and logical. And so it looks really interesting. Oh, that must nice. that must appeal to you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, when he mentioned that, uh, particular, but no, it it does look really really cool, and I would encourage people to check it out. We will include uh, the links to the Kickstarter. So that is the Whispering Valley. And I think I, that, I, I got a yes. notification that the Kickstarter for Blood of the Druid started yes. today. I think yes, by time recording that started today. So, so that's also there for yeah. a few weeks. So that's two. Uh, really nice adventure games. And I cannot say the name yet, but I believe that there will be another game that will be out on Kickstarter, uh, possibly in a few days from this episode. And there will be, at least I will have an interview with the developer. Mm. Um, so I can't say, say much yet because I don't know if it's official yet. 
And uh, but yeah, so keep uh, well, keep an ear out on this podcast as well. You find out more. But anyway, this game is Whispering Valley, and as Thomas mentioned, plot of the Druids. Uh, is that all the news? Any other news? It's quite a bit. It's <laughs> fair amount. Yeah. So okay, so now shall we get to the um, to the games that we've actually played? So, uh, yes. Laura, you played uh, an interesting sounding game. Uh, yes. It, yes, it very much so. And this is different for me because I don't really normally tend to play games on my mobile at all. I've got, you know, consoles and stuff, so I never need mm. to. But this was uh, um, interesting to me. A developer got in touch with me about this. It's a, it's a mobile text RPG um, called Night to San Francisco. You can get it on Apple. You can get it on um, Google Play, on the App Store and on Google Play. So, And it's basically, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, I think you'll really love this game because it's definitely got that kind of... Uh, world in mind and as i said it's a mobile text rpg um and it's set in this it's what it's called the ancient city of san francisco so things have gone on so it's it's um obviously um <laughs> you, you have to investigate and explore why san francisco is maybe an ancient city you, you've arrived at this place because um you're there to find your brother um uh unfortunately this this city is kind of overwhelmed with like goblins and and uh, orcs and things like that and uh, you're basically you've got to travel up this pyramid that you're uh, it's, it used to be an old uh building in the ancient times of uh now um and it's it's become infested with these kind of orcs and goblins and your task is to meet people on your way you have to sort of get people uh hire people for battle um so you have a team of people fighting these monsters and you've got to find your brother and it's very much inspired by these kind of tabletop rpgs it did feel a little bit like disco elysium at points because you basically you fight these monsters there's actual battles it's all text related but um you basically can choose where to fight them you can decide um, there's all these different choices you make. So, for example, stab them in the leg, stab them from above. It's um, all based on uh, simulated to the level of individual body parts. So you can cleave off someone's leg, you can bash it over the head, all this kind of stuff. Um, and basically each option you have to choose from is um, there's like a certain amount of probability as to whether it will go your way or not. So you basically, you know, for example, if you're lying on the ground, then you're probably not going to have much chance to, you know, bash someone in the head and so there's a lower probability um if you do you, you've got stamina and you've got sanity and that wears down over time and you can eat things to up your stamina if you lose too much um stamina obviously you, you might die so it's kind of all these choices but there is as well as the combat there's also the sort of exploration and, and the adventure side of it as well so you have to speak to people there's all these like weird objects and items you can discover in this in this pyramid um, system you, you're told that there's this um wizard who's living on the top floor and a dare you go meet him you don't you don't have to there's all these like creepy sort of um weird situations you can get yourself into you were also a necromancer so if you want you can raise bodies from the dead so if you kill people you can then raise them and get them to fight for you which is quite fun and there's some fun situations where you can do that with bodies um to kind of change battle completely um but like i said yes it's not just all about battle there's a lot of talking to people um it's got some beautiful illustrations um so it's not just all text i liked as well that there's music always running in the background so it's not just like a, a silent text adventure there's um kind of i'd say sort of synthy some kind of rocky music and it all goes on in a loop as you play and it all quite i think most of it fits with the adventure um but yeah i was i really enjoyed it i really wanted to see where i would get to with it if you die, um, you don't have to start from the beginning. You can go back to a checkpoint and choose a different option and continue on from there. So that was quite nice as well. And it saves nice. as well. It saves your points. So like if you leave, you can, you know, you can go back to it again. Um, nice. it's only about an hour and a half long though. So you probably, but you'll probably be able to do it in one sitting. But yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I like the f fact that, um, there were different choices you could make. It's not all just about combat. There was, you know, you were talking to different people. You could go back to places you visited before. There's kind of a map system and you, you travel along it, basically. And things might change. So if you pick up a certain item and you go back to uh, a place, you can, you know, show someone this item and it might change the way they talk about you. There's all these different tribes and things you discover. Like there's this cult called the Deathless 
Um, and like I said, there are all these orcs and goblins as well that you have to fight. There's this big wizard that's living on the top floor. Um, yeah, it's, I, I just thought it was a really clever, really nice idea and really well executed as well. And, uh, like I said, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, um, I think you're going to really love this because it really felt like the way it was written was like how you'd imagine, um, a dungeon master in, in Dungeons and Dragons would describe something, you know, like you walk into this room, you see this, you see this, and then you, you could choose to examine certain items or you could choose to just carry on. Um, so yeah, um, I, I you know, there's, there's no real loading or anything. It just carries on as text. And if, if you like that kind of world, I would say check it out. Yeah, that sounds really cool. It's, uh, on their page, it says living, breeding world as well. That lots of the text isn't pre-written, but generated. Yes. The world continues on without you. As you mentioned that it's like a living, breeding world. I, yeah, I was quite <laughs> impressed with that actually, considering it's impressive. You know, you'll, you'll go back to a location and they'll react to things you have. Um, and they'll react to ways you, obviously it would be pre-written to an extent, I yeah. imagine, but <laughs> the way you choose to go about certain things, it will then react to. And I did like the way that you can, you know, the, the sort of combat breaks down to very specific amounts. And you do have to choose things at the beginning. You have to choose whether you're a girl or, or a guy. You have to choose, um, that you can either, you have to have some kind of defect, basically. And that is either, I think, something to do with your stamina. So you have asthma and that affects your stamina, or you have a horrible birthmark across your face and then people react to you differently because of it. So there's all these little different paths you can choose. That means you probably could replay it again if you wanted to. Cool. That that sounds cool. Um, believe it or not, I have never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. I know. Well, it's, <laughs> I only have recently, and oh, I wish yes. I could have done more, but we had to stop it because not everyone could keep meeting up, and we oh, just ran out of time. I want to play it sometime, shame. but it's uh, great. We yeah. should do it, Shosha. Yeah, we should. I mean, once we <laughs> once we have time, because as yeah, we mentioned, we <laughs> as as we mentioned later, especially over the summer, it's yeah. hard to find time. <laughs> I'll, I'll not mention that I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since 1991. So, <laughs> so we know who uh, the... That doesn't surprise us. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't think it should surprise anybody who listens that Thomas would be the, what is it, Dungeon Master or what's the Dragon? What do you call it? Dungeon Master. Uh, yeah. It depends on the game. But oh, in yeah. this case, it's a Dungeon Master, yeah. Okay. So um, if you want a detailed explanation of Dungeons and Dragons, we can ask Thomas. <laughs> Uh, because I have no idea, unfortunately. But that, <laughs> but that game, what, what's the name again? Uh, so it's called Knights of San Francisco. It's a mobile text RPG. And like I said, you can get it on the App Store for Apple or get it on Google Play for Android. So, um, yeah, definitely, if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, definitely check it out because um, I, I loved it. I thought, I thought it was great. Cool. And is it free or do you have to pay money? It or? isn't. I think it's £2. Okay. But, um, <gasps> I, I think for that, for that, you know, for an hour and a half, it's actually pretty good value and and the fact you can yeah. replay it again it's not just an hour and a half and that's it you can go you back can replay and replay it, yeah. and i just and, and the quality it's got it's good quality you know it's not an hour and a half of mindlessly tapping a button you do get really involved in the story and it's it's very well written yeah that's fair enough i might give it a go myself uh so that is knights of san francisco thank you laura and now i played a game called dr livingston i presume and uh this <laughs> well was it or was it <laughs> we shall see i mean that would be a spoiler now i mean okay spoiler but it is about believe it or not it is about dr livingston it's <laughs> presume. <laughs> i presume maybe maybe not <laughs> so, <laughs> so why don't you tell us who it is about then so, so we cannot stop presuming so yes, is it or is it well we shall see now you, you so this this game you play as sir henry irvine uh, who was a real-life person as well in the 1920s, a real-life British explorer. And he starts off, he's in uh, somewhere in Africa, but he's South Africa. He's on his way back home to the UK. When he gets a letter from Dr. Livingston, and Dr. Livingston asks him, says that he needs help and asks him to come to his house. Now, he doesn't say what the problem is, but he asks him to come and help him. So Sir Henry Irvine changes direction, goes back to his house. He goes, he arrives at his Dr. Livingston's home, which is in uh, Africa, and he doesn't find, he finds it empty, and he finds that there are locked doors. And so basically you have to kind of solve puzzles around the house. You have to interact with objects and solve puzzles and uh, try and open doors, investigate, go deeper into the house to try and find Dr. Livingston or find out what happened to him. Uh, so this is a first-person kind of uh, puzzle-focused narrative-driven game. I don't usually play these kind of game first-person puzzle-focused games because usually they don't really 
uh, interest me as much, and usually I'm not very good at these kind of puzzles, as we'll probably talk about later with a game. However, I really enjoy this game for a, for a few reasons. Um, first of all, the story, at first you might think it's a bit cliche that Dr. Livingston doesn't say exactly what his problem is, but there is a reason why he doesn't say that. You find out afterwards uh, why he doesn't say what, exactly what his problem is. Um, the story about it was always engaging, always interesting. You always want to know what kind of happens next. And it becomes unexpectedly emotional uh, at the end. Obviously, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I was very impressed with the story. And um, with, the, you know, with the resolution, which I found to be very satisfying and, uh, and yeah, very, very emotional, which I did not expect from this game. Because usually first-person puzzle-focused games aren't very... Well, they might be emotional for different reasons, as in frustrating. But this game, uh, it, it did really get me with the, with the story. Um, also, if I, if I look at it, I'm getting Call of the Sea vibes. I was going to say completely. Yeah, there are definitely similarities. Now, the next thing very, is good to very beautiful to look at. Yeah, so uh, the, the graphics are really, really nice. It's in 3D, similar to uh, Call of the Sea. So it's direct control 3D. You move around the house uh, with the uh, WASD keys, and then you interact. And then, yeah, similar to the, um, uh, Call of the Sea as well, you you have to move your mouse to pull open a drawer. So you don't just click. You have to drag the mouse forward and you know move the mouse to the left and right, and I think it does does help. And the graphics, I think, were you know were really nice. The puzzles as well, um, they they were challenging, but they were fair and they were logical. So there was no point where I thought, oh, this is you know completely unfair, or completely you know at no point did I think you'd need a, a master's in mechanical engineering like for you know missed games, for example. Um, and I was able to resolve a few of them myself. Now, also what really worked as well is that there is a built-in game hint system for, because there were ah. a few times when I was not able to resolve the puzzles That's myself. That's what we like to see. And it works, it's in the form of an in-game journal. So it does, it keeps you in the game. It doesn't take you out of the game. It keeps you in the game. So you press H for hints. And if you want a hint or solution to the puzzle you're on, you click next paragraph. And Henry Irvine will then write, well, I found a solution by, uh, by doing this, by moving the picture this way. And that opened this door. That gave me a key. Um, so it doesn't always give you the exact solution. So you mm. still have to do some work to find objects. So sometimes, uh, there, there is a nice variety of puzzles as well. So it's not just, you know, one type of puzzles. You have to kind of pull books in a, in a certain order. Uh, you have to kind of uh, move objects a different different way. There's a few logical puzzles as well. And now I found them interesting. I said I didn't get all of them. I did need some help with the in-game uh, hint system. But I think more, you know people who are better at these puzzle games than I am, I think should be able to do better than me at them. And they have the hint system as well. And uh, also, this is one of the few games that is set in Africa, deals with African culture. Because I don't know of any others apart from oh what is that uh, text game that we the traveling game that we played uh, Lord the text traveling game. Well, what about I, Beautiful Desolation as well? That was that is that true. Was, that is true. Yeah. That is also set in Africa. Uh, Wanderlust. Wanderlust. Yes, yeah. there was a section set in Africa. This is one of those games as well because there are lots of uh, you know masks, African masks. You learn about the reverse goes to Africa. That is true. Uh, this game, so now there's more games than I remembered actually in <laughs> Africa. Uh, but this game you learn a But still not about, enough because it's a very, exactly. very, a, very so, interesting continent. There's a, such a diverse culture. But here you learn about different species, different animals, even different birds as well in the game as well. And they, you don't need to know before playing the game, but you learn as you go in the game as well. And, um, and yeah, overall, I really liked it. There, if there's one thing, maybe at times there's a little bit of pixel hunting. Now, not much. Um, and I found, I know some people had issues with, for example, finding, I think, uh, peppers, but I found that okay. But there are other places where I thought this was a little bit of pixel hunting, but again, not much. But overall, I was really impressed with this game. It took me about eight hours to finish this game. Uh, now other people on YouTube, it took them about two hours. So again, if you are better at this game than I am, a puzzle than I am, you should finish uh, sooner. But then the reason it took me eight hours is because I was engaged. I wanted to solve the puzzles myself. I didn't want to use a walkthrough or use help, so I did try myself. And um, and yeah, and 
as I said, usually with first-person puzzle focus games, I might just give up after a while. But this, I played until the end, and I was very happy that I did because very satisfying resolution. And yeah, I would encourage people to check it out. It is from Vulpsoft, and it is available on Steam. And so the game is Dr. Livingston, I presume, with question mark at the end. But is it or isn't it? We shall we shall find out. We have to. That yeah, would be yeah. a spoiler. I, know, I, know. I mean, <laughs> no, no, don't give it away. Stop. If anybody who knows anything Stop. about the people, next game. Yes, no spoilers. You should do that more. <laughs> so, Speaking of the next game, yes. of Islands. Yes. And I'll ha- I have I've only got a minute to talk about it. No, okay, so a minute starts now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, it yeah, depends how many is... islands there are. You well, get a minute per island. There's several. Um, yeah, this is it's Minute of Islands. This is a very interesting game uh, by developer Studio Fizzbin and publishers Mixed Vision, who again have done some great games. They actually did Fire Loan Sales, uh, Mixed uh, Vision. They, were, they published huh. that talking of that uh you are basically um you you are called mo you're a girl called mo who is an engineer basically something has happened to your your world in the past which meant a a lot of people have left these these collection of islands you now are one of the last sort of um skip well you are the last skilled engineer left on the island um which is inhabited by this kind of ancient race of giants and these giants keep the islands going and keep the air purifiers working in the world to, uh, so that you can live there, um, you and your family. Uh, but unfortunately, at the beginning of this game, the giants have shut down. They've stopped working. Um, you have to find out what's going on. You have to visit all these different islands and kind of connect again with your family, which you haven't for a long time because you've been spending it underground with these giants. Um, and um, you basically have to find out what's going on. It's sort of, I would say, a, a 2D platformer. Um, with, um, some puzzle elements as well. But there's a lot of kind of, you know, jumping up and down as you're exploring these, um, islands. I played it on a controller. It's a very beautiful looking game. It's, it's got, uh, quite a quality of a sort of, um, adult swim cartoon, uh, such as, um, Adventure Time. A lot of people, when I was playing this on stream, were saying, oh, it looks a lot like Adventure Time. It has got that quality. Very detailed and very, um, colorful as well at points. There's some really beautiful bits when, you're exploring these old gardens and there's loads of um, different uh, bright colors and flowers that you're exploring. Uh, basically, the idea is, yeah, you, you've got this tool called the Omni Switch and you've got to go through these different um, environments, um, reconnect with the giants. You've got to get these air purifiers back working again um, and also get the giants back working again. Um, it's narrated um, uh, by the, an actress called Megan Gay, who does a really good job, I think, of... Um, narrating the story but there's a bit of darkness around the story because there's it, it does mention at the beginning um there's a content warning um a little bit about traumatic issues and that does feed into the game because there's there's other thi- there's you know things that are going on here um with the, the narrator's voice she does she starts to not quite just tell the story as it is other things are happening i don't want to spoil much more than that but you know, you know, it gets quite dark at places, is what I would say. Not, not in a in a troubling way. I think you know you'd be able to handle it. Um, make sure you read the content warning. But it it gets quite sad. I would say a bit like maybe with Doctor Livingstone as well. That this it's quite emotional at the end. Um, which is interesting that it was published by Mixed Vision, who did Far Loan Sales, because that also got quite emotional at the end. Um, but yeah, there's definitely um. It's. I would say it's basically kind of on on the uh, on the sort of subject of mental illness and and taking on too much basically on on your own self and shutting people out. So it kind of follows those themes without wanting to give too much away. Um, but yeah, I thought Megan Gay did a great job uh, narrating it. Um, the puzzles themselves were generally pretty fun to do. There's there's not loads of them, but there's there's enough to kind of keep it. For, you're not just you know jumping about onto platform to platform, um, and you're kind of just try to explore what has happened on these islands, what's going on. Um, I thought each island that has kind of a specific color theme and environments to explore. There's some collectible bits where you can, um, you sort of jump and catch these um, memory spirits and they remind you of what life used to be like before uh, all of this happened. So you can collect these sort of memory spirits as you go along. So if you, if you want to add a bit longer to the game, you can. But yeah, a very pretty game. Um, I thought it was just about long enough. It was, I think it took me about five and a half hours. I think most people probably could get it done in four or five hours. 
Um, well, you, you streamed it, and according to Steam, you yeah. played it for seven and a half hours. Oh, there you go. I thought it was less than that. <laughs> yeah. Although some of that will have been me pausing the game and chatting to people. But there you go. So about, yeah. So mm. I would say most people probably could get it done in about five hours. But obviously, I was streaming it, so probably a bit longer, as uh, as Thomas said. <laughs> um, but yeah, very very pretty. Um, world handcrafted world multiple islands that you have to visit very unusual story uh, with these giants that you have to kind of get powering up again and yeah i just thought um really nicely done and um worth you know looking into if, you, if you're not too afraid to like go for a bit of a darker story it's not it's never i don't it doesn't feel frivolous or anything the the way they they talk about what's happened but um you know it's you might be shocked maybe with the the contrast with the with the bright colors and the pictures it, there is some quite sort of um weird stuff that goes on in this game because she she starts getting um infected by these spores as well that sort of are infecting the whole world and that's why she's trying to get these giants up again to get the air purifiers working again to stop that from happening but they kind of infect her mind a bit and she's she starts going a little bit crazy um but yeah if you're not not worried about mm. um you know a game that's not afraid to go into that kind of stuff i'd say um it's definitely worth looking at cool we've got to deal with these topics in a sensitive yes oh, yeah. for sure i mean they they say at the beginning you know this is mm. how one character is has is um experiencing this we're not saying this is how everyone experiences this kind of thing we're not trying to project that onto you know everyone's experiences of mental illness and this mm. and that kind of thing so i think they they they've realized this and i think yeah I I thought they went about it in a very uh, sensible way and um, very mature way. Cool, yeah. But also, um, I would say the game isn't all about that as well. You don't expect to go right, into it and yeah. it's straight away very heavy. It slowly adds that as it goes on. There's still plenty, you know, it's not a very, I wouldn't say it's a very serious or heavy game, actually. There's only little bits near the end where the, obviously it made them felt that they had to put in that right, content warning. Yeah. But it's not, I wouldn't say, I, I, I wasn't going into it like, oh, God, this game again. It's very <laughs> oh, no, it's good. It is still, it's so bright and colourful. And, yeah, it looks and stunning. And so much to, it yeah, yeah it really is. I uh, had a, another friend who uh, who played this game and they thought it was very boring. So I'm actually very glad that you like it because yeah. it looks really good. Mm. I can maybe understand just in the sense it's, you know, it's a lot of you just jumping, you know, you, you're, you're pl there's a lot of platform elements. So maybe if you were more looking for straight puzzles, um, but I, I'm quite surprised. I wouldn't well, actually, they are uh, not someone who usually plays adventure games. So I okay. guess okay. what they were missing was more of the platforming thing, maybe. But, uh, Perhaps, mm, yeah. Because yeah. I would say it's quite platform light. It's not It's not like Ratchet and Clank or anything. You know, you are you are jumping about a bit, but it's more about the story. So perhaps right. that. Maybe that that might be, but I thought the story was very interesting. So I and I wanted to know what was going on, and I think there was enough variety. I could get maybe a little bit that there are some similarities between all the islands. You know, you you do you are doing the same sort of thing in each island, so I can kind of see maybe it's a little bit repetitive. But I thought there was enough in the story to make me want to see what was going on. Cool. Uh, yeah. No, it looks. It looks great anyway. Glad you enjoyed yeah. it. Glad the story at least was good. Even if it's seven and a half, seven and a half, <laughs> five and a half, some kind of length. I mean, that's still, that's still a de decent <laughs> well, length. If, if yeah. I look at the people who uh, left uh, reviews, then it's uh, uh, all, most are around five hours. Some yeah, are that, less, I think it some are a bit more. So. I always kind of add in, you know, I can't really tell anymore. I can't give an accurate time thing because when I'm streaming it, it's obviously, you know, you're pausing it, you're talking to people. But I think five hours is, is about a, a good estimate. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine for an adventure game these days as well, or a narrative game. Um, but yeah, but that is Minutes of Islands and it's out now on Steam. That's right. It's out yeah. on Steam. Um, I think that's all it's out on. Let me, I could just very quickly check that, but, um, I think this is it for for minute of violence. It's basically kind of what you're looking for. Maybe if you are looking for a very in depth platformer, it's not really. Mm. It's a story game, you know. It's, it's an, it is an adventure game with platform elements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as I can see, it's uh, it's on Switch as well. So it's on Switch, oh, um, PS4, Xbox, and uh, it's also on Steam. Okay. Well, thank you, Laura. That was Minute of Islands. And finally, uh, Thomas, um, this sounds like you have developed a backbone. Have you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> finally, I've been telling you, Thomas, you need to 
defend yourself wow. more. You need to develop a backbone. So have you, you developed... You think past- after so many failed attempts at punning uh, with these titles, you'd it improved but that, it is, he's getting no, worse no he just sticks to the same old rubbish that, that, yeah that's what I'm saying you need to you know you know develop more you know of a of, well, I've already said that joke but anyway so has has the right. does this yeah does this game have a backbone or should it develop a backbone what's no, the title no, let's, let's, let's not <laughs> okay shall we move on <laughs> well the title is backbone in case you haven't guessed that one yet um Backbone is a post-noir narrative adventure. That's how they describe it themselves. It it, it is um, one of those um, games that has animals. Yeah, what's the term again? Anthropomorphic animals uh, yeah. in the um, in the lead. And they're always detectives as well. Yeah, they're all, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the latest in the animal detective that's, genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's now a subgenre of a subgenre. Yeah. An animal yeah. detective adv- uh, adventure games because they have, uh, I mean, without giving spoilers, without giving anything away, they've appeared in other games with these characters. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> this one, in this case, you play um, a raccoon private eye. I played the demo of this game at Adventure X. Mm, I think we all uh, did, yes. The last one, and was very impressed by it. Uh, you can find the demo uh, online on Steam. And I must say, uh, visually, this is a stunning game. Mm. Uh, the pixel art is fantastic. And it's not just pixel art. There's also like cutscenes that has a more traditional art. And uh, the, 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 the sights and sounds, that all, that all matches up. And you really start out um, with this engaging, <clears throat> engaging story, this engaging case of what's going on in this world, because this is not like uh, Earth with anthropomorphic animals. This is its own thing. There is this city, and the city has a huge wall around it, and it's had it has this very typical ruling class, where, like the monkeys and the gorillas. Now, the gorillas are uh, like the, the rulers of the bunch, and the yeah. bears The bears are like very important, but they're more like the mafia, and it's it, ha- it has all these distinct um, animalistic things around the city. But uh, do are you familiar with the movie From Dusk Till Dawn? Yes. I haven't yes. seen it, but I... Well, From Dusk Till Dawn, the movie, Quentin Tarantino has uh, uh, produced that one, that is... Um, that starts out as two uh, two criminals on the run that hijack uh, a family, uh, a van with a family, and then halfway the movie it just completely flips on, upside yeah. down and turns into yeah. a vampire movie. This game does something similar. It becomes a vampire movie. Or a vampire no, game. it does not become no. a vampire movie. <laughs> no, uh, but it does completely swap genres. Yeah, it really and does. I think that is why it is a very divisive, uh, divisive game. Um, because I don't think everybody will like mm. uh, how it ends. It clearly draws some inspiration from Disco Elysium, which in itself yes. is not a bad thing, but it's kind of surprising. It just comes out of nowhere. Uh, this whole change is 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 dropped on you, and it just it completely changes the game. Uh, I'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing, but it was most certainly completely unexpected. Yeah, me too. So I've also completed this game. I think I've seen a lot of reviews of people saying the same thing, especially because it's quite a short game. I was expecting this maybe to go on to the eight hour mark, but it was about four and a half hours or so. <clears throat> yeah, for yeah, I, I played it for five hours, uh, but I think I needed to replay a wee bit. Uh, but uh, and I enjoyed it, and especially the first half, I really, really enjoyed the whole uh, detective part and it's not that there are like a lot of difficult puzzles the, the, it's mostly dialogue choices that uh that you that you use there are there are some stealth elements there are some some puzzles in there uh but all in all i really and i really enjoyed the the whole detective part and that kind of disappears once the the game swaps genres Mm. And it just becomes a different kind of game, even though the mechanics are completely the same. I love that they take a big risk, that they take a big swing, that they aim for the fences, and it is up to the player to decide whether they hit the home run or not. Because I can, I can see both ways. I, I was flabbergasted by the switch. Uh, it, I still enjoyed the last part, but I think I would have enjoyed it more if it had stayed a noir, post-noir narrative adventure detective. Um, 
However, there are plenty of people who incredibly uh, uh, who loved that Switch and, and mm. that second thing. So that's why this is, is going to be a very divisive game. And I'm also looking forward to hearing from, from you, Sersha, once mm-hmm. you hit that point because you've just started the game. No, I just started um, the prologue again. Now, I played a prologue a few years ago, a couple of years ago, which I really enjoyed because there's a good variety as well. The story really intrigued me. The whole world really intrigued me. It's a living, breathing, vibrant world. Um, there are different ways, I think, into the into the nightclub, uh, different puzzles. And I uh, love the dialogue, as you mentioned, the uh, detective uh, genre. Now, I am stuck again, and I've done this puzzle before. I'm stuck on this puzzle where it's a code uh, puzzle trying to get the, yeah. the, the locker. Uh, I'm sure it's not too difficult, but as, as I mentioned to you, Laura, before we started recording, my brain just stopped working whenever you find out the, the code that you think, okay, my brain just said, no, we can't do it. So, <laughs> la, I, la, la, la. <laughs> so I will try again. But I'm curious about this change in in the second half or second third because – uh, there's also stealth sequence in the, um, in the prologue, which is also done as, as an adventure game element that you have to do something else and you have to do different things to get by. So it's not just about reflexes. It's, um, it's, it's, oh, it was it's, not about reflexes at all. Yeah. At, at least not in my case. You just had to. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was still a puzzle focused <clears throat> game. So I, I read so from, I try not to read too much because I don't want to give you any spoilers, but I've, Heard some people say that the gameplay kind of, you mentioned changes genres. Um, does it still include kind of puzzles or, um, no, this, this is one thing that I, I was a bit disappointed with and I can believe other people would be, Mm. especially on the Steam page when it does say puzzles. Mm. I, to be honest, Joshua, I think the only, that's the only puzzle in the whole game. I'm trying to think, (laughs) I'm trying to think of as others. They decided, I think, to go down a narrative route rather than, Mm. um, including any more puzzles, but it's, it's a bit, strange to have that one and very well implemented puzzle i really enjoyed solving no, there's a later there's another one later uh when you are in a specific apartment oh okay yes i yeah. do know what you mean yeah okay yeah. so there it yeah but i i still think it's a bit you know to have two puzzles in an entire game mm. and, and that one that second one i don't think is quite as logic do you know what i mean uh thomas it's mm-hmm. a bit more you just talk to people and then you solve yeah, it. yeah that's yeah. fair enough that is that's that's fair there i was thinking is there another one yeah um yeah it's uh it, it is a shame and i i'll be honest i i felt this with the whole game really i i just think they maybe ran out of time or money with this because if you look at the kickstarter and obviously you should never just rely on what kickstarter says because mm. it's going to promise a lot of things and Obviously, especially indie games can never deliver um, completely on uh, completely on a Kickstarter. But they they promise a, you know action sequences. They they promised um, something that happens to you in the second half will change the gameplay. In a sense, I can't really give away what happens right. in the second half. But whatever happens in the second half, that would have given you special powers, basically, and special uh, ways that you could have dealt with people, which doesn't happen. Um, so, and I, I think it's the same with the puzzles. Maybe. They had been hoping to, um, you know, create this uh, this a lot larger game, and they unfortunately weren't. And and that's why it just feels like everything's been crammed in together. There's there's a mm. point where you're you're at a campsite and you you have to choose to speak to people, and and it looks like oh maybe I'm going to be like um you know forming friendships with people and and deciding what path I, I go down. But again, that doesn't it, it kind of that's all shut off, and then you're moved on to a next sequence, and it almost feels like. There are all these opportunities for these really cool moments in the game to open up and yeah, and not, and not just it. and not just moments because it sets up yeah. a lot of interesting things like the whole uh, the whole hierarchy in the in the in the city. At, at, yeah, at the, it sets it all up like you're gonna do something very very big, like almost like beyond um, beyond the steel sky esque mm. uh, idea, and it doesn't really pay off because of that no. change. It becomes a different game. Um, and then that part of the game ends as well. And you're a bit like, what? So that's finished now. Uh, it, it, yeah. it, it just suddenly ends. Everything seems to not have enough time to grow in the game. As right, it, run, yeah. it just runs out of steam at, at, uh, at, at one point. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. It, it's a shame because the prologue is um, it, it is fantastic. And it did make me interested in <laughs> in in the game. 
But uh, now, now, just checking the um, the Steam page now again, and now what it says is it is a narrative experience. It's a lin- it's a linear cinematic narrative experience, and they don't see puzzles anywhere. <laughs> so they, they may have changed that. They may have changed. They the might Steam have changed page. that. That's fair enough. But as, but as you mentioned on the Kickstarter, they did mention that, and then um, yeah. people who backed the Kickstarter got something a bit different. But then, you know, it might be different different reasons why. Um, I, I mean, I haven't well, played it yet, my, you know, fully myself. I am looking forward to seeing because I'm very curious to know this change, this uh, genre change. Yeah. Now, it does say as well on the Steam page that it subverts the genre and challenges your perception of what it means to be a person. So, sounds like that's maybe as a response to maybe some of the comments. Uh, uh, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I have to say that first of all, I've just found a prologue what I've played. It, as you mentioned, Thomas, it looks stunning. It looks. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they've got the mood, they've got the atmosphere, they've got, they've got the ambience. And it's, um, it does look like a labor of love. And also the, the, the developers as well. It's, uh, they seem like really cool people. We met them at Adventure X and I've followed oh, them definitely, on Twitter. Definitely. And they're it, really it, funny, really. <laughs> so yes. uh, now, as I said, I, I still have to play the last part and we, we shall see. And as well, one thing I do have to say is you mentioned as well the, the, the hierarchy gorillas as well. I did think in Inspector Waffles it was done maybe a little bit better. Um, I kind of agree with that as well because, because I, I felt in this game a lot of it. I was expecting for there to be some yeah bit more to it to understand what was going on, and it, you never really properly get into it all. And I, I suppose that's that's part of like trying to create a realistic world where obviously people aren't going to be talking about it all the time because of course they yeah yeah yeah. About yeah. It. But you got to get that balance. Really. Yeah, because I don't for- think it quite does it. I mean, for example, with Spectre Waffles, where uh, the, the person or the character that was killed off was, was it uh, the rabbit who came up with a box factory in Cat Town, which when it became a billionaire. <laughs> so yeah. like that, you know, you can say, okay, so there are cats and they're, they are like cats, but they're human and it's very clever. Uh, references there as well, and here it's you know it's not certainly not bad. As I said it's they have developed this living, breathing, vibrant world, but I did find it a little bit confusing at times, like with the gorillas and with the different animals. I thought again from the product, from what I played, it looks like they could have done a little bit more. It's still I'm still curious, I'm still interested to find out where this game goes, and uh, you know what 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 directions it takes narratively. Yeah. And, um, and I think yeah. this is the thing. It's, it might become one of those games that people play because they've heard so many other people talk about this weird switch, really. But I hope people. But it play deserves it. to be played. Yeah. yeah. Don't get it deserves me wrong. to be played for more than that, I would say as well. Don't just play it because of that. Play it because of the stunning visuals, amazing visual, really great, um, soundtrack as well. The, mm, the, absolutely, obviously yeah. you expect it's going to be kind of jazz and that sort of thing. Um, but it, it does it to an excellent. And I also think that the characters that you meet along the way are fun to chat to. The dialogue is good. It's just animations are great. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a little bit out there. Just a little bit. There's a lot to love here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mm. Maybe that will. uh, Yeah, people will really need to determine for themselves what they think about this because I would still, even though there there are some disappointments, I would still recommend it. Mm. Although I would say you might want to wait for a discount. I would, I would totally not be my opinion. And I'd be very interested to see, obviously they're going to have a break, I'm sure, but I'd be very interested to see what they do next. And hopefully they, they get the time. And I I know this was a huge project for them. And I think they had a lot of pressure for this to come, come out. And a lot of people had hyped this up. So I I hope they maybe go away and make a smaller thing. And and I'd love to see what they do with it because they're clearly very talented. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see what they do next. Yeah. Yeah. Because this game was featured, uh, what did you mention, Laura, on the Hollywood Reporter? Well, the prologue. Yes. The the Hollywood Reporter. (laughs) reported about Backbone. I was like, what? Because they do have a game section, an indie game section, randomly. Um, No offense to the Hollywood Reporter, but... but Hollywood? (laughs) No, we just wasn't expecting that. (laughs) No, because they many talk about films. Yeah, yeah, Backbone was was on there, so I was like, And I think on PC Gamer, there was a very positive preview as well, so... um, So, yeah, so that is Backbone. You can check it out. It's available, at least on Steam. Was it available on GOG as well and other places, or it's I think um, GOG, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's Switch as well. And uh, that is a Backbone. Yeah. So thank you, Thomas and Laura. If you want to help us out, um, we are on Patreon.com. So Patreon.com forward slash Adventure Games Podcast, because this is a very independent podcast. 
um, that uh, we pay for everything ourselves, for hosting and everything ourselves. Uh, so what you get on Patreon is you get extras, so you get some spoiler interviews with some developers, for example, with James Dearson on Techno Babylon, with Agustin Cortez about scratches and with the developers of interrogation and more. Uh, you would also get these episodes early, so at least 24 hours early. Um, you also, what I am doing as well now over the summer, I am uploading the interviews that, well, the three of us did at AdventureX two years ago in 2019. Uh, so we did several interviews with different developers that you will hear on Patreon. So that's, that's a special thank you. It's an extra for Patreon supporters as well. And uh, also create a cool community there. So thank you to all the Patreon supporters uh, who stuck with us through this pandemic, yes, through difficult times, and have helped keep this podcast going. So that is patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. And speaking of keeping this podcast go, we have been uh, uploading, I think, weekly episodes for three years now, which, uh, <laughs> considering the fact we have full-time jobs as well, has been... <laughs> Uh, has has been a challenge certainly to keep going. Uh, so what we decided is for to make sure the podcast continues at least on a trial basis now is to give us as well a chance to play more games as well. Is for the summer we will upload one episode per month. Yeah. Um, because at the moment we do one review episode every two weeks and one interview episode, but it it has I think become challenging to find time for us to record. And to get a chance to play all the games, because especially we, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I've become really busy uh, the last few weeks. With your hiking. Yeah, exactly. With my hiking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so in order to make sure that we continue, because uh, we enjoy doing this and we enjoy playing, reviewing games. So uh, to give us a chance to complete the games, because as I said, I didn't get a chance to complete Backbone. Uh, we will be uploading episodes or one review episode every month. Uh, we'll try and upload one interview episode every month. Yeah. Um, so we'll do our, do our yeah. best. Yeah. Uh, Might be that, that the review episodes will be a bit longer because we hope possibly, to yeah. still possibly, be yeah. playing some, some good games. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, our uh, our loyal listeners won't mind that much. I hope not. Yeah. Hopefully Please not. do understand. We, it's not, we yes. would love to obviously do it weekly even if we could, but we've got, we do have so much on and obviously with the summer coming up as well um, and just so much more games coming out. I think it, it'd be... Yeah, there are we'll, a lot we'll of... We'll see how we go. Uh, but, there yeah. are a lot of really good games that, uh, that have just come out nearly all at once. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, with, you know, with, with, with hiking and with good weather <laughs> it's uh, it's become really really difficult so yeah, yeah and uh, also just you know other hobbies as well i mean yeah. it's not the only thing i do is, is play games yeah. I, mean, I do other things as well so Same. so we'll see Take how this a, goes. a step back for, from recording for the next two months then we'll uh it will be uh beneficial to the quality of the Yes, sure. I, th- I think so. Um, so well, you we, can be we the judge see. of that, listeners. But yes, yes, we should, we should see. <laughs> will there be crossed. will there be any change, any improvement? Yeah, let us know on our Discord channel. That's yes, right. Yes, so you we can find us, us on Discord. We can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. But I think the most active community is our Discord channel. Yeah, uh, you can find us there. There's a link there. We'll put a link into it. Yeah, in the we have notes. links to all of those in the show notes, and uh, also might give people a chance to catch up on our episodes because I know some people who haven't had a chance to listen to all the episodes. Um, because there's over a hundred now, so it could be beneficial to listeners as well. A hundred and nineteen. Wow, Woo. that's uh, uh, that's pretty remarkable. So, um, and as I mentioned as well, the, there will be hopefully an interview episode coming up after time recording uh, next week, maybe early next week. I don't want to say too much, but there was an interview I did with a developer, and they may be doing a Kickstarter. Um, and so we'll so. We'll hopefully be uploading an interview with them and hearing more about the Kickstarter from this podcast as well. Um, so you guys have, do you, are you playing any more games? Do you know what you're playing next? Uh, Laura, you? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm playing something called the Magnificent Truffle Pigs. Okay. Um, Never heard that, of that. that. I saw that one. Uh, yeah. I think you showed that. It looks yeah. interesting. Yes, it's basically set in the sort of English countryside. You're you're a metal detector, two metal detecting friends, and it's it's a bit sort of Firewatch meets English rural countryside, I would say. So I'm okay. interested. <laughs> it's quite chill, really quite short and chilled. Yeah, I'm really curious to know about that. Hmm. Uh, okay, and uh, Thomas, what are you? Do you know what you're playing next? Uh, I'm apart from Subnautica, playing, uh, <laughs> uh, apart from Subnautica, I will be playing The Corruption Within. Oh yes, oh, I have nice. that game as well. I I'll try and play that as well. And I'm going to probably 
play something else, but I've I've, I've plenty plenty to choose from. Uh, mm. Trying to make a, a slight dent in my backlog. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I think I'm gonna play some uh, some some shorter games mm. because Subnautica is uh, is quite quite a big one. I've I've got like uh, I'm almost forty hours in now. Wow, that's, wow, that's so. good. Yes, but that's also on me because I, if I pushed it, I could probably have done the whole story thing a lot faster. But I'm building bases and I'm yeah, but you yeah, want to enjoy it. Lost yeah, you want lot, to enjoy so. it. I mean, it's to it is a game that, that really rewards you for exploring and and just you know uh, getting lost in the game. So that's it's it's a nice different uh, different kind of game than. Uh, what I normally play, so I'm, I was actually very surprised at that, cool. how much I love those games. So cool, yeah. No, uh, but it's game to be or to be experienced, so you know, not not yeah. rushed as well. So, uh, well, I will hopefully finish Backbone by the time we record next. Oh, uh, probably, yeah, probably, definitely a and hopefully then I'll be able to play the Corruption Within and another game which I still don't know if I'm. Uh, I'll mention it the next episode, the next recording. I uh, expect to have finished that by then because the game hasn't been announced or hasn't been released yet. And you can tell us off air. Yes. <laughs> it, <laughs> well, it, I know. It, yes. It's a game I've been really looking forward to. So uh, that's all I'll say. And so uh, that is it for, I think, this week and this month then. So we'll be back in July. Uh, yeah. Sometime. We'll probably announce in Twitter when we'll be back. Uh, but we will be back. And um, so thank you for listening, everyone. And uh so enjoy the football, Laura, tonight. Well, I'm enjoying <laughs> uh, it so far. <laughs> by, by, the, by the time we record, maybe England will be champions next. <laughs> well, let's come on. Let's not no. live in a fantasy world. No, I, no I'll, I can. Uh, yeah, I can give you the answer what, to that. What adventure no. game is that? <laughs> it could be in a fantasy world. As they say. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Stranger things have happened. A dystopian fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, steady on. Steady on there. So, uh, well, thank you guys as always, and thank you for listening. So, take care, everyone. Bye. Bye bye, and keep on questing. Thank you.